MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, September 2nd, 2022. Today, the January 6th committee says Newt Gingrich was part of the fraudulent elector scheme and requests his voluntary testimony. Trump Judge Eileen Cannon hears arguments in the Nara Lago special master request case. A judge rejects Lindsey Graham's motion to quash his Fulton County District Attorney subpoena again. The New York cop who assaulted an officer on January 6th is sentenced to 10 years in prison. A jury finds the Seminole County GOP chair guilty in a ghost candidate scheme. Oathkeeper attorney Kelly Sorrell is charged with conspiracy to obstruct a proceeding. And Ginny Thomas pressed Wisconsin lawmakers to overturn Biden's 2020 victory. I'm your host, Allison Gill. Hello, everyone. Hello. Happy Friday. Whoa, lots of news today. Welcome, new listeners. We are charting number five today in news and politics. We're beating Bongo Gino. What's his name? Bongino. Dan Bongino. We're one step below. We're one place because number four, we're number five. Number four, Ben Shapiro. So all you got to do is go to apple.co slash beans and like and follow us on if you're if you listen on Apple Podcasts, because that's who does the charts. And it's free to do. We would appreciate it. Let's bump Ben Shapiro. I would love to be number four. That would be so cool. All of us together. We would do it together. So welcome, new listeners. If you want the show ad-free, by the way, along with access to our bi-monthly Zoom happy hour, which happens tonight at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern, where we all jump on a Zoom call, have a cocktail or a mocktail, whatever you choose. And uh, we, you know, ask me questions. Ask me anything. And I would say within reason, but you know, it gets pretty unreasonable on there and, and I enjoy it. So it's just three bucks a month to be a patron. You can uh, sign up today and be part of the Zoom call tonight. It would be great to see you there. It's patreon.com slash the daily beans. And you also get like Muller She Wrote bonus content episodes. You'll get to see the video, unedited video of the Pete Struck interview, a show recording from from yesterday. So would love to see you there. We have a ton of news along with listener submitted good news to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up, uh, I've decided this is the lead story today. The January 6th committee. We haven't heard from them in a minute. They've sent a letter to one Mr. Newton Gingrich requesting his testimony. According to the letter, Newt sent multiple emails encouraging the Trump campaign to run advertisements, urging people to pressure state election officials and legislative officials to overturn the election results and to push election lies, including the conspiracy theory about the suitcases of ballots that ruined the lives of people like Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman. Additionally, the Newt letter says this, quote, information we've obtained also suggests you were involved in the fake elector scheme. On November 12, 2020, you wrote the following to Mark Meadows and Pat Cipollone, quote, is someone in charge of coordinating all the electors? Evans makes the point that all the contested electors must meet on December 14th and send in ballots to force contests, which the House would have to settle, unquote. Ultimately, President Trump and some of his closest advisors used the votes of these fake electors to encourage Vice President Pence and members of Congress to affect the outcome of the joint session of Congress on January 6th. Also, the letter goes on to say, Newt, you emailed Mark Meadows at 10.42 p.m. 
after the Capitol had been cleared of rioters and after members of Congress had returned to finish certifying the election results. And you asked, quote, are there letters from state legislators about decertifying electors? Accordingly, you appear to have been involved with President Trump's effort to stop the certification of the election results, even after the attack on the Capitol. Now, it's of note that Pat Cipollone, Patsy Baloney, who's mentioned here, and his buddy, Pat Philbin, the two Pats, he was the deputy to Pat Cipollone, they're set to testify to the federal grand jury that's criminally investigating the fraudulent elector scheme. Remember that whole giant, multiple grand jury subpoena, Department of Justice, federal criminal investigation into the fraudulent elector scheme that's been going on. And we sort of got waylaid (laughs) by talking about the also very serious espionage and 2071 and and obstruction charges down at Naralago. Well, anyway, Cipollone and Philbin are going to testify to this uh, grand jury investigating the fraudulent elector scheme pretty soon. That could put Newt in some legal peril. Also, depending on what he might or might not have done with Georgia electors, if he specifically mentioned them, that might uh, impact uh, what's going on with the Fulton County DA. And today there was a hearing in front of uh, Trump Judge Eileen Cannon about appointing a special master in the espionage and obstruction case over Trump's stolen classified documents. She's actually considering allowing the intelligence community to, you know, continue your review of documents, but we might appoint a special master to do it in parallel. She's considering this. We don't have a ruling yet. She wouldn't make a ruling from the bench. She's going to write the rulings. And I'm looking. I will look right this minute. Maybe we'll have another Pete Strzok moment, although he's not here today. Let's see if uh, anything has come out from that court yet. No, nothing. So as of the recording of this show, there is no decision. But folks inside the courtroom like Hugo Lowell have said, it sounds like she's considering appointing a special master, perhaps just to go over the privileged material that the privileged team pulled out and maybe not the classified documents. But if she does appoint one to go through the classified documents too, it doesn't sound like she's going to stop the risk assessment that's going on. So that's that's what's happening. Oh, and another thing, she's also considering releasing a more detailed inventory of what was taken from Mar-a-Lago. In one of her preliminary orders, uh, I think it was just over this past weekend, she had said, put together a more you know, robust, detailed inventory sheet, file it under seal. The DOJ did. And in the DOJ filing that came, the big 40-page one, they said, we have this, we're happy to unseal it this new inventory sheet that's more detailed than the other one that you got when, you know, when we left the premises that Christina Bob signed off on. And um, so she's thinking about releasing that. She said she would. Neither of the parties objected to releasing it. So that is going to come out. I'm not sure when and nor am I sure when we're going to get her written decision about whether to appoint a special master. And in making attorneys get attorneys today, An attorney for the Oath Keepers who was with Stuart Rhodes outside the Capitol on January 6th was arrested today in Texas on charges related to the attack on Congress. Kelly Sorrell, who's 43, was arrested in Junction, Texas. In an indictment returned Wednesday, Sorrell was charged with four offenses, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstructing an official proceeding, tampering with documents and misdemeanor trespassing or, you know, in a restricted building or on the grounds. She made an initial appearance Thursday afternoon before a federal judge in Austin where she was told she was eligible for a court-appointed counsel and she was released on her own recognizance. Sorrell is scheduled to have a virtual hearing in D.C. on Tuesday. A bare-bones three-page indictment alleges Sorrell in December 2020 and January 2021 did knowingly combine, conspire, confederate, and agree 
with other persons known and unknown to the grand jury to corruptly obstruct, influence, and impede an official proceeding. That is Congress's certification of the Electoral College vote. And we thought she was cooperating because she had told, at least we'd heard in the January 6th committee hearing, that she had handed over a bunch of phones to the FBI. But it doesn't seem like she's cooperating anymore. The charging paper accuses Sorrell of aiding and abetting others to do the same on January 6, 2021, and of persuading others to withhold or destroy records. And this isn't an information indictment. So that means that I don't see a cooperation deal here. So I'm not sure what's going through her head. Sorrell also emerged in court filings as a point of contact between Rhodes and Tario, leader of the Proud Boys. And we know the Proud Boys have a, a group of them are charged with seditious conspiracy and the group of the Oath Keepers are charged with seditious conspiracy. Video released in Tario's case by his defense attorneys and prosecutors traced his movements in D.C., including his meeting in an underground parking garage with Rhodes on January 5th. She was there along with Tario's photographer, Amy Harris, and, you know, a few other people. Now, Sorrell, she's still active on social media. She tweeted a QAnon thing. Um, She's aligned with the QAnon movement. And she tweeted this on Monday, quote, dear government, those within multiple agencies are all trying to destroy you. Every side you're surrounded by our enemies. We need you need to fight for us, not against us, unquote. So I don't know what's going on with that lady, but she was picked up today. And from Kyle Cheney, a federal judge has for the second time rejected Lindsey Graham's efforts to block a grand jury subpoena issued by Fulton County D.A. In this 23-page order, the U.S. District Court Judge Lee Martin May, she's an Obama appointee, ruled that uh, Lindsey's claim to be immune from any testimony because of the speech or debate clause is not as sweeping as Lindsey wants it to be. He was saying, you know, basically he filed with the district judge, this, this same judge, and said, no, we need to quash it totally. And she said, no, you're not quashing any of it. You have to appear. He appealed to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. Court of Appeals said, you can't quash everything, but maybe you should you can partially quash stuff, stuff that has to do with your legislative job. You know, stuff that has to do with legislating. You can quash that. We're remanding it back down to Judge May, the district court, so that you all can decide what he can talk about and what he can't. And so this is the ruling from May. And and it's it's good. She's basically saying. You can be asked anything about your alleged attempts to try to get Raffensperger to throw votes out on that phone call. Now, no one's going to ask you any questions. We will we'll promise we won't ask you any questions about any of your legislative fact finding discussions on that phone call. But you have to answer questions about other things. And, and so basically, you have to answer questions about everything that doesn't have to do with your job and pressuring the Raffensperger to throw out votes and change procedure is not part of your job. So that's her ruling. It'll go back up to the 11th Circuit. He'll appeal it again. We'll see what the 11th Circuit says if they want more details or if he's arguing, you know, like, what's he going to argue? Like, okay, it's cool that I don't have to talk about my legislative fact finding, but I still don't want to talk about the throwing the votes out. He might argue that that's still part of my job as a legislator. And the 11th Circuit, you know, will have to either rely on May's decision, this decision here that says it's not part of your job, or rule another way. But either way, we'll see. This whole grand jury has been extended now, or not extended, but the investigation's been pushed back a little bit till after the election because Kemp 
has won his bid to not have to testify to the grand jury, even though he's not a target, until after the election. Judge Amit Mehta today has sentenced the New York cop charged with assaulting an officer on January 6th to 10 years in prison, by far the longest sentence imposed on an insurrectionist. The Department of Justice has asked for 17 and a half years in this case, but they didn't get it. They got 10. The defense asked for just no time. Time served. The judge said, I do wish you hadn't come to D.C. that day. I do wish you had stayed home in New York, that you had not come out to the Capitol, because all of us would be far better off. Not just you, your family and your country. We'd all be far better off. Yet here we are. The judge went on to say, there is no doubt in my mind that your conception of what had happened that day, and as you described it, was utterly fanciful and incredible. He lied on the stand. The meta said that while any violence toward police officers would be bad enough, that the assault occurred as part of a mob attack meant to disrupt the peaceful transfer of presidential power added weight to the crime. Quote, this happened in the context of something bigger. It happened in the context of one of the darkest days in the history of our country. We simply cannot have a country in which people who are on the losing side of an election think you can use violence and physical force to undo that result. We cannot function as a country if people think they can behave violently when they lose an election. And from the Washington Post, Jenny Thomas pressed lawmakers to overturn Biden's victory, not only in Arizona, as previously reported, but also in Wisconsin. And that's according to new emails obtained under the state public records law. The Washington Post reported earlier this year that Jenny Thomas emailed 29 Arizona state lawmakers, some of them twice in November and December 2020. She urged them to set aside Biden's popular vote victory and, quote, choose their own presidential electors, despite the fact that the responsibility for choosing electors in Arizona rests with voters, at least for now. The new emails show that Thomas also messaged two Republican lawmakers in Wisconsin, State Senator Kathy Bernier and then chair of the Senate Elections Committee and uh, State Rep Gary Touchin. He was that before. He's not anymore. Bernier and Touchin received the email at 1047 a.m. November 9th. That's just two days after they declared for Biden. Virtually the same time the Arizona lawmakers received their verbatim copy of the message from Jenny Thomas. The Bernier email was obtained by the Post and the Touchin email was obtained by a watchdog group called Documented and then provided to the Post. So they have them both. Quote, please stand strong in the face of media and political pressure, read the email sent November 9th, just days after major media organizations called the presidency. Please reflect on the awesome authority granted to you by our Constitution, and then please take action to ensure that a clean slate of electors is chosen for our state. Now, the House committee asked Thomas to sit for a voluntary interview back in June. Remember that? She was like, I would love to testify. I want to tell my side of the story. And they're like, come on down. And she was, she was like, no, I don't think I will. That's, uh, that's our Ginny Thomas. And a jury of six people found Seminole County GOP chairman Ben Paris guilty today of causing his cousin's name to be falsely listed on an independent ghost candidate Justine Leonati's campaign contributions form. Paris was sentenced to 12 months of probation and 200 hours of community service for this is this misdemeanor, by the way in order to pay roughly $42,000. That's what it costs the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to investigate the vote siphoning scheme. Leonati said Paris contacted her in May of 2020, asking her to run in a competitive state Senate race. 
though Ianati had not politically run for anything, she had no political experience when she entered the race. She did no campaigning whatsoever. Her candidacy was central to the scheme. She was promoted as a progressive in an advertising blitz that was apparently intended to draw votes from her Democratic opponent. Now, Paris, who was found guilty today, sat there stoically as the verdict was read and the judge detailed the sentence. He and his attorney, Matthews Bark, Matthews Bark, declined to comment as they left the courtroom Thursday. Bark, after the verdict, said Paris does not plan to remain in politics and would have to resign from Seminole's GOP chair. Ianati and political consultant Eric Fogelsong also face charges in the scheme. They have pleaded not guilty. Fogelsong has been charged with three felonies and two misdemeanors, while Ianati has been charged with a felony and five misdemeanors. If Fogelsong and Ianati are convicted, they'll share the cost of repaying the Florida Department of Law Enforcement for the investigation. All right. That is the news, my friends. We have a lot of good news submitted. If you have any good news, anything you want to send us, you can do so at dailybeanspod.com. We'll be right back to read that good news after this quick break. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG. As you know, I've had my Helix mattress for a while now. It's fixed all my sleep problems. It's the coolest thing I've ever done for myself. I love sleeping. It's one of my favorite things. I spend a third of my life doing it, or at least I try to. Uh, Very busy these days. But Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand. They provide tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences and body type. The Helix lineup now has 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers. They even have a mattress made just for kids. So how do you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Well, they have this cool online sleep quiz. You can take it at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. Takes two minutes and you will find the perfect mattress for you. I took the quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I am a side sleeper and I like a medium firm bed. Um, the mattress is amazing. It was easy to put together. Uh, also, your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge fast. It's awesome. And Helix mattresses are American made. They all come with a 10 to 15 year warranty depending on the model. And you get to try it out for 100 sleeps with no risk. I know you'll love it, but in case it's not the right match, they'll come and pick it up for you for free and give you a full refund. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders plus two free pillows for listeners. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helixsleep, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? Good news. And if you have any good news, corrections, confessions, if you want to play What the Mutt, where you send in your rescue pup and I try to guess badly um, what breeds are in there. Um, If you have whoopee stories like blankies, binkies, uh, stuffed animals, I love those. You can send those in. Halloween photos I take all year, uh, but we're, we're coming up on Halloween here just in a couple months. It feels like almost like I love Halloween. I love Q4. I really do. All the holidays. Send in your photos, any of those you want. Um, Adoptable pets in your area. If you don't have pet tax, we charge pet tax. If you have a pet, we love to see a photo of your pet. You can do it all at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And again, as you know, Pete Strzok joined me for the hot notes and the good news yesterday. If you want to see that full unedited video, 
and some bonus discussion. It's available to patrons and you can sign up for as little as three bucks a month. And if you do it today, you'll be invited to our Zoom happy hour tonight, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's just patreon.com slash the daily beans or patreon.com slash Muller She Wrote because I do Muller She Wrote bonus content for patrons as well. And you get this ad free. You get this, this show ad free. All right. So first up, we have a submission from Charles. Oh, I can already see the kitty. Charles pronouns he and him. I am new to this show. So maybe this has come up already. Uh, but since you asked for misheard lyrics, I couldn't understand why the Beans theme song was name-checking musician Liz Fair. The news, Liz Fair, Daily Beans, Daily Beans. Charles, you're not alone. So many people have sent in misheard lyrics, but this is the first time I've heard Liz Fair. Liz Waring is one that comes up, and, and I, she's my alter ego. We hear, we hear all kinds of, of great, interesting misheard lyrics with our theme song, which was written and performed by They Might Be Giants, who also do the Daily Show theme song, and one of my favorite bands going back to the 80s. So uh, that was a cool day for me when they when they got a hold of me and wanted to do the theme song. So I'm so glad you love it. Pet tax attached. This is Pokey. I'm sitting in the porch shade and trying to just keep cool on a summer day. I hope the picture came through. It did, Charles. The preview thumbnail looks like a Bridget Riley painting. <laughs> awesome. And look at this baby. I, you know what I love about void kitties? Void kitties are black cats. Is that in the sun, they've, you can see sometimes secret stripes and that they're actually red underneath on the beautiful eyes. Hello, baby. Oh, what a sweetheart. Thank you for sending that in. I love kitty pictures. Next up from Karen, pronoun she and her. When my older daughter was eight, the first Mud Crutch album featuring Tom Petty came out. And as with all Tom Petty albums, I played it regularly in the house and in the car. One of the songs, The Wrong Thing to Do, had two swear words in it, and I commented that I probably shouldn't let her listen because of the swearing. Her eyes got big, and I asked her if she realized there were swear words in it. She said, is one of them A-S-S? She spelled it, which is adorable. I said, yes, that was one. I asked her if she knew what the other one was. She came over to me and whispered in my ear, is it son of a Mitch? That <laughs> actually works. She's 24 now and getting married next month. Now, congratulations on that. Congratulations on the wedding. Uh, she's getting married next month, but I'll always remember that sweet little girl who didn't want to swear and didn't even know the term son of a bitch. Karen, that's so great. A-S-S and son of a Mitch. Sounds like a song. All right, next up from Audrey, pronouns she and her. Congratulations on finally getting verified, Dr. G. It was about fucking time. Thank you, Audrey. It took, it took a long, long time. For more good news, I'm finally a patron of the Beans. Yay, I had to. Thank you for so much for everything you do and the team, everything they do. And thank you for the very pleasant surprise of Peter Strzok's voice this morning. Swoon. <laughs> Everybody loves Pete. I uh, hope you're taking care of you and keeping yourself hydrated. It's hotter than a devil's butt crack. So staying hydrated is super important. Yes, Audrey, it is. I My goal every day is to drink a gallon of water. I know it's a lot, but that's usually my goal. I usually get pretty close. Here's my pet tax. This kitty isn't mine. She just decided to come visit with me one day, and now she's taken over my mom's patio. Then there's Valkyrie, my doggy niece, wondering where her treats are. Okay, first of all, this cat is beautiful. I want to pet. It's a gray tabby with the green eyes. Looks super soft. And then, oh, look at this dog. Oh, my God. Is this a Malinois? What is the? I, I want to know. It, it's like a shepherd. The ears 
are incredible. Your ears could pick up top secret radio frequencies from Mar-a-Lago. They're so big. This dog is amazingly beautiful. Thank you for sharing this. Oh, I love these babies. Next up from Christine, pronouns she and her. Oh my God, there's doggles. Okay. I'm going to be okay. The picture, sometimes when the submission, when the words are short and you can see the picture before I scroll. And uh, this one is doggles, which are goggles for dogs. Guess what kind of dogs made our dog? Christine asks. Her name is Portia. She was rescued from Hurricane Harvey. She lives in Sawtucket, New York now. Am I saying that right? Sawtucket? Haven't tested her DNA. Even the vet has no idea what she is. Oh my God, this dog. Okay, so it's in a, this dog's in a convertible and has doggles on and a scarf, like a driving scarf, you know? And then, oh, look at this baby. This looks like part terrier, maybe part schnauzer and part lab. But what a honey. I love your car too. What kind of car is that? Write in and let me know. Thanks, Christine, for that submission. Next up from Jan. Sure, Jan. Pronouns she and her. Uh, this is a shit kids say story. Several years ago, my friend's preschool granddaughter, Lily, okay, my goddaughter's name's Lily, I love it, was sitting for snack time when the little child next to her said, I hate graham crackers. Lily did not miss a beat and announced, you can't say hate or fuck at school. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God, that's so awesome. Her teachers had to walk away from the table because they were laughing so hard. (laughs) They could hardly get through the story to tell Lily's mom when she picked her up that day. The story has become legend in our friend circle and gets referenced occasionally when the F word is dropped. Can't say hate or fuck at school. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it, Jan. Thank you. Next up from John, pronouns he and him. Hi, Daily Beans crew. Just wanted to tell you I really enjoy the podcast and it's become a regular in my rotation. Thank you, John. Here's a picture of our cat, Sally, a.k.a. Sally Beans. Naturally, whenever I hear your theme song, I sing along changing the words to Sally Beans, Sally Beans. I also wanted to give a shout out to my wonderful wife, Kelly. Ooh, I love shout outs. Okay. She is the most amazing partner and best friend in the world. Our 10th anniversary was August 31st. Happy 10th. She's not only the main breadwinner of our household, but she also kicks ass in a heavily male-dominated field, IT. She regularly challenges sexist bullshit at work, volunteers for Planned Parenthood, and sets up a campsite better than anyone. She's also a devoted and loving daughter to a family that can be very difficult to love, which I respect and admire. She always supports me and joins when she can in my own political organizing, local police reform and anti-racism work of continually questioning whiteness, which I know a lot of cishet white women would not be so eager to support. She makes me a better feminist ally and a better person in general. And she shares my desire to continually evolve and better understand issues like those affecting transgender non-binary people so we can do more to fight for them. P.S. As your love of dogs is wonderfully apparent, (laughs) I'm also sharing a picture of our late doggy Juniper, who we sadly lost this week in 2020. We have no idea what breed she was, but she was the absolute sweetest dog on earth. She literally never bit and almost never even barked in the 10 years that I knew her. We still miss her dearly. And think about our little Junie Bear every day. John, this was the coolest thing. Happy anniversary to Kelly and John. 10 years. And what a great shout out. Uh, Again, if you want to shout out a spouse, somebody in your life, anybody in your life that you just, you know, our little own CNN heroes. We'll call them. I don't know. We'll come up with a name for it. And you can just send it into us. 
uh, along with any other good news you have. It's dailybeanspod.com. Just click on contact. Look at this. Is this your kitty too, this little gray and white kitty? Because you only talked about the dog, but there's this beautiful cat here too, laying in a very fluffy bed that I wish they made in my size. And this dog, she looks, she's just beautiful. She's like a little, kind of like a lab, shepherd mix, brindle color, the soft, you know, the super soft velvety ears, it looks like. What a honey. Thank you for sending these in. And again, everybody, send me all your stuff. Send me all your good news. Dump it on me, because guess what? Dana's going to be back Monday. I'm really excited about that. Thanks to Pete for being with me yesterday. And I'll see patrons today at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern on the Zoom call. And uh, there might be probably a Mueller she wrote because uh, I think a, a Nito Carter Page lawsuit was dismissed um, this week. I want to talk about that. I'll record a bonus episode for patrons, a bonus episode of Mueller she wrote. Look for that and uh, look for me and Dana on Monday. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health and vote blue over Q. I've been AG and them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>